I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Roy Matheson. Washington, of course, is known for a whole lot of gridlock these days. But guess what? The unicorns come in occasionally. Uh, great things do happen in our nation's capital. And there is a new bipartisan bill that was just signed into law by the president that could help Utahns enjoy our public lands a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little more consistently. Representative Blake Moore from Utah's 1st Congressional District joins us to tell us about it. Congressman, thanks for jumping on with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. And yes, a slightly off topic from the, your previous segment. So yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to sharing a little bit about this. Uh, no, this, this is a great one. And this is, this is one of those, you know, where you don't see it. It's away from the cameras. It's away from the spotlight. You've been working with Republicans and Democrats alike uh, to get something important done so that we have better access to our public lands. Tell us about it and then we'll get to the president actually signing that into law. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Mapland Act. And you see it really popular among sort of uh, maybe niche areas of media, but there's a ton of excite- excitement about this. There, There is our government, obviously, as we all know, gets bogged down in bureaucracy and they don't keep up with technology. And we have hunters and hikers and anglers and fisher people are, and, and people just trying to enjoy our outdoors. And there is paper maps stuck in these, you know, in old filing cabinets, as they would say, in the Department of Interior and Forest Service. And we need to digitize this because we we have people now have access on their apps with things like Onyx and other types of app platforms to be able to figure out where these access points are, where they can go and enjoy these public lands. And right now it's, it's hard to be able to navigate that because they don't have any accurate updated information. And so this is an entire effort to give the federal agencies what they need to be able to get these things digitized. Um, and only like, you know, this is over like 9 million acres that we're talking here. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of acreage that can be explored and, and used by, by hunters and, and other outdoors men and women. Yeah, and to me, this is one of those where, look, we have people who we, we want to make sure we can enjoy those public lands and that we can do it safely and responsibly. Uh, and here you're talking over nine and a half million acres of land. Uh, no one really knows, you know, what's the legal access point or what's illegal. Uh, and so I think that prevents a, a lot of Utahns from enjoying a lot of that. Uh, tell us about kind of the behind the scenes of this one in terms of coming together with some of your Democratic colleagues to get this done. Yeah, and it seems pretty straightforward, right? But not a lot of things in Washington <laughs> end up being pretty straightforward. Um, and so we worked, I'm a freshman. 
in the minority. I, I, that's the part that I that I, uh, I want to emphasize to folks is freshmen in the minority. It's not easy to get a lot of, find ways to you know build this influence and get this done. But our team and I give a lot of credit to to my team and where it's due. Really focused on doing the hard work, the mundane roll up your sleeves type of of a collaboration to make this work. Explaining it to um, there's a there's an industry group that we worked with, right? And the and a lot of advocacy groups were really supportive of this, so that helps go and build um, the communication efforts that we go and share with my colleagues. So we we it's got to go through natural resources. So the committee committee of jurisdiction. And I, you know, work really hard. I put bills out, build, put bills in place that are going to help us get our in- energy independence and some of the biggest problems our nation's facing right now. And I don't have the ability to snap my fingers and say, hey, Democrat chairperson, please get this bill going because there's all the politics involved on their side. I would love to be able to get that bill done too. But where I can have influence, we will continue to work, right? While I'm pushing back on, on, on policy I think's led to massive inflation and high energy prices. I'm also finding ways to be productive and it largely comes from my team. So explaining to my Democrat colleagues the value of this, putting it into perspective, look at our outdoor recreation, look at the amount of revenue our nation gets, just from tax revenue alone, but how big of an industry this is, you know, this is worth the small investment to be able to this mapping updated um, and you're gonna see wins across the board. So we had Democrat co-sponsors, um, and this has been going on for a couple terms. And when we got there, we were able to get it to the finish line as as, as part of my role on natural resources. That's uh, fantastic. And President Joe Biden signed that uh, into law this week. Uh, that's an important step forward and important for all Utahns who love to access those public lands uh, to have all of that digitized and to be able to uh, have the right kind of access in the right way uh, so we can both preserve and enjoy uh, those uh, lands is, is such an important thing. And, uh, Congressman, I wanted to get just a, a quick update uh, for you. We've been uh, working on the Debt and Deficit Task Force, uh, which is so important in my view in terms of how we actually change the game and change the conversation when it comes to spending in Washington. Give us just a, a two-minute update on uh, where things stand there. Yeah, we were able to we, – we published our, our initial sort of uh, recommendations – um, I put together a group of industry leaders, economists throughout northern Utah, um, and we have been meeting quarterly for the last nine months. And we put together a document that, that to be honest, explains the problem, explains my commitment to this issue, and it and it provides an ideal state, sort of like a vision for what we where we need to go, and what are some near term recommendations. And so, I hope that. Every Utah that I know is frustrated about, look at our state. We do this great balanced budget. We have a rainy day fund. We do so well from our governor to our state legislators for, for making sure we're fiscally responsible. Why can't we do that at the U.S. at the federal level? Well, this is, this is turning into like almost an annoying, to a point where this is almost becoming something I am hyper focused on. And I, it, this got me into the race two years ago. Like, hey, let's, let's explore this economic, you know, we, we have an economic strength right now because of, of some growth years that we had leading up to 2020. And of course, this was before COVID that I decided to run for office. And I said, but we, this is the time to strike while the iron's hot. We've got to figure out the other side of this because we've got the, the growth part figured out, but we've got to figure out the spending. And so this, this provides some spending opportunities, areas that we can save. And uh, I'm just really excited about digging into this. And you know, it's not politically expedient to 
to do this because this is a tough thing to fix. Yeah. But Boyd, I've, I think I've decided if, if I'm not working on our nation's biggest issue, which I think you can look at debt and deficit, and that affects the way our strength of our military, that affects our standing in the world, that affects our ability to invest in new technology that other countries you know, might have the opportunity. We've got to be in a better fiscal position yeah. and our strength of our dollar. I'm not working on the main issue. I, 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 I don't know if I'm really fulfilled in my job back there. So, but it's a tough one. And, yeah. But I'm going to be committed to it. Uh, fantastic. It is. It's. Uh, I think it's one of the crucial conversations that we don't have nearly enough. Uh, and uh, we appreciate your work on that. The debt and deficit task force. Uh, great recommendations coming out there. We'll dig into those as we move along. Uh, Blake Moore represents Utah's first congressional district. Uh, congratulations on the bill being signed into law on lands uh, from the president and uh, for the work on the debt and deficit task force. Uh, great stuff. Thanks for joining us today. As always, thank you. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for some bottom-of-the-hour news. Coming up, President Biden had some thoughts on the economy. Uh, Who or what does he believe is responsible for the current problems? How do we fix it? We're going to talk about all of that coming up after bottom-of-the-hour news. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.